Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, November the 13th, 2022. It is currently 3.19 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Hope you had a wonderful Sunday morning. Hopefully church went well. You learned a lot. You were challenged. It was spiritually beneficial for us at Victory Baptist Church. It was two plus hours on law and gospel. Uh, it, uh, both lessons really didn't go in the direction. Well, the first one definitely didn't go in the direction I intended, but that's okay. Uh, we ended up looking at a passage of scripture, and and then I, I think I think I think the discussion was good, hopefully. And then the second hour, everything <laughs> everything got changed because of a message, uh, or because of a message someone sent to me, a, a question someone sent to me right prior to going. Alive for the Sunday morning service, so I just made an imp- uh, I made a decision on the spot to uh, change everything up, and we did basically an impromptu study um, on, on the Book of Acts, I believe, chapter eight. So hopefully, those two messages will be beneficial. Of course, you can find both messages in our series, Understanding Law and Gospel, and you can find that entire series. The easiest way is to download the Church One app. That's Church. O-N-E, Church O-N-E, once you download that app, do a search for Theology Central, choose us, and then guess what? Uh, you have all you have all of our content, and everything is broken down into series, so it makes it very easy to find and to keep up with, and uh, hopefully you find that app to be very, 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 very beneficial. I do know some Android users who have said that they've had problems with the Church One app, that when they're listening to something, it will just cut off in the middle. What I would recommend, what I would recommend, I'm going to down, I've got the Church One app right here. I'm going to go to uh, the, the the last message we did in this series, the Bible study exercise, Bible study exercise meditation part one. I'm going to click on that. And then you can say play audio or download. If you hit download, it's going to say downloading. So it's going to download really quick. All right, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be ta- I'm gonna probably do a podcast episode about this, uh, but you download it. Okay, the message is completely downloaded. Now, after you're done listening, just go back and click on where it says download, or where it goes down at the bottom where it says downloads, and then you can. Uh, hang on, I don't want to hit play. You go back to downloads. You can let's see here. Oh, then when you when you uh, go into the the little tab that says download, you just swipe to the left and then you can delete it. All right. So that's what I would challenge you to do. If you're having problems, things stopping, just download the uh, the audio you're listening to. Just download it. If the problem still persists, let me know and I'll contact someone and see if we can get that resolved for Android users. I haven't heard anyone using an Apple device saying they're having that problem, but I will talk to everyone in our Discord channel and have everyone try to have everyone ch- uh, test it out this week to make sure because we want that app to work. Uh, to the best of our ability. Again, we pay about $50 a month to make sure you have that access to that app. So uh, we want we want that to work uh, to the best of our ability. So please let us know when you get ready to play anything on the Church One app, just download it. Just hit download. Listen to it. If there's a problem, let me know. If there's no problem, then that's the solution. Just download it. And after you're done, go down to the bottom to the little download tab 
Just tap there, swipe to the left on whichever thing you've already listened to and hit delete. There you go. Easy to manage. That's where you don't have too many things downloaded. But if all it requires is just a simple download, that should solve all of the problems. But I will be talking to people to verify that. Didn't want to get into all of that, but just uh, a lot of people discover our content, find our content. And uh, a lot of time, I mean, you look at how many messages, you're talking thousands of messages, right? Thousands of podcast episodes. How do you find anything? How do you, you need an app that makes it easy. The Church One app breaks everything down into series, and there you go. And any older content, we're always adding new, old, we're adding older content to the Church One app. So um, that, that that if there's anything on any other app, sooner or later, it will be moved over to the Church One app. We are working on it. It's a slow, tedious process, but we are working on that so that the... Uh, Church One app, I'm hoping in some ways it becomes the primary app. Uh, some will say, well, if you have that, then why are you using Spreaker? Well, we're using Spreaker because one, it's our podcast hosting site. So the fact that we're on all the other podcasting apps, that comes from Spreaker. And I don't want to try to transition that over. No, I'd rather just pay the extra money. And uh, hopefully people will be grateful for it and beneficial for it. So thank you. Thank you very much. And of course, just so that you know, if you ever want to support what we're doing on the Church One app, you will see right there um, when you hit the home tab right there to the far right, it says give. That's an easy way to support if you ever want to support us. We don't care if it's 50 cents, a dollar, whatever. Um, but if you ever want to help support to, to maintain, help us maintain all the things that we're trying to do. But there you have it, the Church One app. That's the easiest way to keep up with everything. I think currently there's, I think there's almost, there's 2,000, I think there's about, in fact, let me just look really quick. There are 2,196 sermons available on the Church One app. And that's, they call it sermons, but 2,196 podcast episodes, including sermons, is available on that app. And we're adding more every single day. Older content and, of course, newer content. And the Church One app allows you to get the notifications when we go live and when new stuff or old stuff is added. So it, it is the best of everything, but if you're having problems with it, let us know. It's always, I always hate when I hear, well, I'm, I'm not going to use that app because it's having problems. And I'm like, okay, well, let me see if I can fix them. So that's the easiest solution that I know. Uh, but I'll see. If that doesn't work, we'll come up with uh, another solution. All right? Are you ready? All right, now. That that's all of that. that that's, that's that stuff that I either save for just its own special podcast uh episode where I just deal with all these little housekeeping issues. The only problem is a lot of times people won't listen to those episodes. I'll go, oh, it's just talking about what's going on behind the scenes. I don't care. So then they miss out on all this information. So you, you sometimes just whenever the information is relevant, you have to talk about it. But here we go. It is Sunday afternoon. You've been at church, hopefully. You've listened to some sermons. You've heard some teaching. And we, as we begin to explore, as we begin to talk about yesterday, we are going to spend at least the, this week, maybe longer, talking about meditation. And in the first episode for this new series, for this new, well, not new series, for this new study in the Bible study exercise series, we, we are looking at the subject of meditation. And in the first episode, we started talking about the distinction or the difference between study and meditation, between study and meditation. And, and listen, I, 
I know that there, in my in my mind, there is a massive difference between study and meditation. I think for your Christian life, you need both. So I think in some ways, the word study and the word meditation, there is a correlation. There is a connection. There is, a, I, I don't, I got a couple of emails where I think people thought I was completely separating the terms. In some ways I am, but I understand there's a correlation. But here's the way I want to look at it. Study is just the obtaining of knowledge. Meditation is then having a conversation with that knowledge, considering it, thinking about it, contemplating it, really, 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 really letting that information begin to have free reign through you. And, and you have an, it, it begins to, you have an emotional connection to it and, and it moves you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it goes a step further. In your Christian life, you need study and you need meditation. Study without meditation just becomes knowledge and facts, which can lead to spiritual pride and arrogance. Meditation without knowledge can lead to a passion without zeal or a zeal without knowledge, a passion without knowledge. You have a passion and zeal, but it's not according to knowledge. And then you end up all over the place. You need both. We need the knowledge, but we need the meditation. That's where we just don't become spiritually arrogant and prideful and basically... Yeah, I mean, that, that that's an ugly scene. But we've seen a lot of people have a lot of passion and zeal, but it's not according to knowledge, and they end up so theologically messed up and confused that that's sad. We need both, all right? So I gave you some assignments, and what we're going to do in this episode is just work on some of those assignments. So let's start in Psalm chapter 1, Psalm chapter 1. Verse 1, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Oh, I have a question we could we could ask, but we won't we won't do that right now. We won't do that right now. It's it's kind of which comes first kind of question. But let's focus on doth he meditate day and night? He meditates day and night. What does the Hebrew word for meditate mean? How do we understand it? Where else is it used? If you have the Blue Letter Bible app, open that up. Go to Psalm chapter one. Verse 2, Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. Open up the antilinear. And you will find that the Hebrew word that is translated meditate is this Hebrew word. Strong's H, 1897. Haga. 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 I want you to know that Hebrew word, haga. Do you haga the word of God? Do you haga? Do you meditate on it? Not that we, we've talked about the importance of study. We're not negating that. But with study must comes a haga, a meditating. Now, it is used 25 times in the King James. It's used, it's translated meditate six times. Now, this is interesting. It's translated mourn, like you're mourning for something, four times. Speak four times, imagine two times, study two times, that's interesting, mutter two times, utter two times, roaring two times, 
and soar one time and talk one time. So that there's a lot of a lot of things going on here. The uh, the Hebrew word, uh, if we look up Strong's definition, to murmur, right? To murmur in pleasure or anger, by implication, to ponder, imagine, meditate, mourn, mutter, roar, soar, speak, study, talk, utter. Once again, the Hebrew word is Strong's this: H eighteen ninety seven, Haga, Haga, Haga. Haga. I want you to just have that down. Haga. Just have that down. Now, there's a, a lot is here. And just please note, it, it can be translated study. So I, I just want you to see that study and meditate, they, they, in some ways, they're used almost interchangeably, at least sometimes. But I think that they're, they're two different aspects, right? It's like you've got to put the two together, right? Study and meditate go together. But this meditate, just please note, there's a, there's a murmuring uh, there in pleasure or anger. There's, there's an emotion connected to it. There's feeling Roar is 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 there. Uh, imagine is there uh, to mourn. There's 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 a meditating. There's a contemplating. There's a thinking. But there's an emotion connected to it. It's it's to me meditation takes the facts and then you you bring them into. They have an actual. They move you in some way, shape, or form. They do something to you. What I guess one of the things I've always been baffled by is how. Like, and, and you'll hear me do this in preaching all the time is like, so like people will read a text and they don't seem even they, like there's no emotion. They're not moved by it. They're not like to me, the, the, the word of God, whenever I read it, it, it it's like, I'm, I'm always just like, I'm, I'm confused. I'm conflicted. I'm bothered. I'm, I'm angered. I'm saddened. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I, I, I don't like it. Like there's a million emotions. It's not just like, well, it's the word of God. Oh, I love it. And it's so wonderful. No, it's the word of God. But the words sometimes are like, wait, what, what is that? It, it does something to me. Now, to be fair, that doesn't mean I'm spiritual. Let's make it very clear. It doesn't mean I'm spiritual. Because that's just my natural way of doing anything. When I'm watching a movie, man, I like I get all caught up in 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 everything. Well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? When I listen to a song, like everything comes into me and moves me my emotions. Whether it's a novel, whether it's a a movie, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a song, it it like I don't understand just taking it and just looking at it in a very abstract almost academic way. The information comes into me and it, it, it moves me in some way. But I've seen some people who study the Bible and it's just very like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to move them in any, like, I'm like, that text doesn't bother you. That doesn't create problems. You don't get angry. You don't get upset. That doesn't leave you like with sleepless nights. And everybody just looks at me like, what is your issue? And I'm like, okay, well, but I think the word of God has to go beyond just the knowledge and it has to enter into us so that there's a murmuring, a mourning, a, a, there's pleasure, there's anger. We're pondering, we're imagining, we're muttering, we're roaring, we're speaking, we're talking. Like you, you, it just immediately creates a dialogue with yourself and hopefully with God. All right. Um, 
the uh, the outline of biblical usage to mourn, see, or to moan. The, the very first one is to moan, to growl, to utter, to muse, to meditate, plot, speak, to roar, growl, groan, to utter, speak, to meditate, devise, muse, imagine, to utter, to mutter. Please know, uh, so uh, the outline of biblical usage, almost all of it focuses on mourning, growling, uttering. Uh, you know, plotting, devising, roaring. It, it, it seems to have, there's an emotional element here. There's an emotion, emotional connection here. Once again, the Hebrew word is Strong's H1897. Haga. 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 I just, I'm just, I just want you to have that word down. Haga. And I think I think you're meditating when you start like, okay, man, what does that mean? Okay, well, okay, well, man, I don't like that. And oh man, that would the implications of that. And oh man, that bother. Like, there's something going on. To, to haga, it, it's not like oh well, I learned this fact and this fact and this fact and this fact and this fact. I know this. I know this. I know this person was king at this time, and I know this person, and he was the son of so and so, and they went to this area, and well, that's the doctrine of imputation, and that's the doctrine of justification, and and that's that's a trinitarian passage, and that proves eternal security, and that proves the doctrine of election, and okay, awesome, awesome. No haga, haga, it you it. Just, you just, there's something going on internally. And please know, I think that's interesting because look at the, look at the word that's associated with the meditating. Look at uh, Psalms chapter one, verse two, but his delight, you have delighting and then meditating in the same verse. And I think that there's a correlation. If you're haga, there's going to be delight. There's going to be pleasure. There may be mourning. There may be roaring. There, there's going to be something is going to be going on inside of you. Now, the problem is, I don't know how you get someone to the level of haga. I, I don't know how you get them to haga the word of God. I don't know how you do that because because I like, and the reason I say this, and I think that we have to be very fair here, right? Everyone is emotional makeup. Everyone is very, 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 very different. So you've got to always be careful here. Haga. If I look at other people, I'm like, uh, where's your haga? Okay, where's your, where's your, what? You you just seem like, yeah, okay, yeah, that that was it. I'm like, all right, that that's it, that that's it. And you'll hear me and you'll, you'll, you can hear the conflict in my voice so many times when I'm preaching, I'll be like, okay, so what does that verse do? What does that verse make you? I mean, what questions do you have? Like what? And everybody will just be like, what? Like they, I just see the look on their faces. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I don't know. I read it and I, I was good to go. I'm like, how did you just read that and was good to go? I read that. I'm like, okay, man, that makes no sense. This makes no sense. This makes no sense. Well, that makes no sense. Well, what about, well, they, well, wait, that doesn't, well, wait, that doesn't work. Well, wait, that doesn't, wait, 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 uh, uh, and then I just want to start yelling. And everybody else is like, I don't know. I just read it and didn't give it much thought or, 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 and and they, they don't want to use those words, but I mean, in a roundabout way, they're just saying, I read it. I don't know. I didn't give it, I didn't think about it. I'm like, you don't think about it. That didn't cause you like 50,000 questions and, and contemplating like throwing yourself off the top of a mountain. They're like, that's a little extreme. I think you're using hyperbole. I'm like, no, doesn't it? But nothing. It's like some people, it's just very like, and a lot of people do that with like other things, a movie or a book. They'll be like, how was the movie? It was okay. 
Well, wait, 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 wait. This part didn't move you and this part, and that didn't make you angry. And then be, okay, all right. Well, you're right. It's just okay. All right, whatever. Okay, whatever. Just whatever. I, I don't understand that. So, but it's natural to me. So that doesn't mean I'm spiritual. All right, I want to make it very clear. Just means I have already an emotional makeup that makes haga just natural for me. For other people, I think it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> they, they just, they, they don't even seem to understand what I am talking. Some of you may not even understand what I'm talking about, but haga, the word is just interesting how it's used. Now it's used 25 times. The uh, first place that it's used uh, Joshua 1.8, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is according to written, that is written therein, Joshua 1.8. But again, you're meditating on it day and night. See, that sounds like a crazy idea, but I don't, I don't think it's a crazy idea if you're Haggah it, because it's inside of you. You can't get rid of it. You, you're thinking about it. You're having an internal conversation with it. You're, you're feeling pleasure, pain. You're mourning. You're roaring. You're talking. You're uttering. You're murmuring. It, it's like it's there. Uh, uh, Job 27.4, my lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter Hagah deceit. See, it's speaking. It's speaking. Psalm 1, 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. Psalm 2, 1, why do the heathen rage and people imagine a vain thing? So see, it's a, it's a, it's a contemplating. It, it, it's study gives you the facts, the knowledge, and then you take those in meditation and you haggah them. You, in a sense, have an internal conversation with them. You feel something. You have an emotion with it. You, you have it, you imagine, you think. Psalm 35, 28, and my tongue shall speak, haga of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. See, it's speaking, but it's an internal dialogue you have with the text. You're talking to the text and you're talking to yourself about the text. Psalm 37, 30, the mouth of the righteous shall speak, haga wisdom. Once again, see, it's speaking, um, uh, see, uh, Psalm thirty-eight, twelve. They also, uh, they also that seek after my li- life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits. See, there's the imagining. It's imagining. It's talking. It's it's thinking. It's 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 uh, it's having a conversation. Um, Psalm 63, 6, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. See, this is, this is where, so you've already done the studying. You've already done the reading. Now you're laying in bed. It's late at night and you're having the internal dialogue. You're having the internal conversation with it. You're like, well, today, whatever, like today we looked at Acts chapter eight. Well, then when you go to bed tonight, you're like Acts chapter eight and this, and then, then Simon did this, and then this happened and it, and you're having a conversation with it. You, you, you're just, you're kind of just, you can't get away from it. That, that's when Haggah is occurring. That's when meditating is occurring. Psalm 71, 24, my tongue also shall talk, Haggah. 
Psalm 77, 12, I will meditate, Hagah, also of all thy works and talk of thy doings. Psalm 115, 7, they have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not, neither speak they through their throat. Speaking of idols. See, they don't speak. They don't Hagah. See, once again, see how many times Hagah is connected with speaking? Meditation is an, an, an internal dialogue with the facts of God's word that you have studied. Study is you're gathering the facts. You're seeking to under, you're observing the facts. You're gathering the facts. You're organizing the facts. Hagah, meditate. You now take those facts and have an internal dialogue with them, an internal conversation about them. If the study does not get to meditation, then all you have are facts. For it to have that internal transformation, haga must occur. The internal dialogue, the internal conversation must occur. Psalm 143.5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all of thy works. I haga all your works. I muse on the work of thy hands. Proverbs 8.7, for my mouth shall speak, haga truth. See, once again, it's speaking. Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. Right? Now here, but please note, it's the heart of the righteous studieth to answer. See, this is an internal discussion, an internal dialogue. That's meditation. It's happening in the heart. It's happening inside of you. Study is basically the mind. Meditation is the heart. Study, you just engage the mind to gather facts. Meditation or Haggah, you are having an internal conversation in your heart about those facts. Uh, Proverbs 24.2, for their heart studieth destruction. Please note, the heart, the heart is doing the study. The heart is doing the Haggah. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's, a, it's a different form of study. You, you can think of it that way. Or there's two stages of study, the mind and the heart. Isaiah 8.19, and when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have, uh, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God? Once again, muttering. That, that's, that's talking, communicating. Uh, Isaiah 16, 7. Therefore shall Moab howl for Moab. Everyone shall howl for the foundations of Kuroseth. Shall ye mourn? There you go. Hagah. Mourning. Now see, it's, it's an emotion. So it's an, it's an internal dialogue. It's an internal conversation in the heart that leads to emotion. Psalm 30 or Isaiah 31, 4, for thus saith the Lord, for thus hath the Lord spoken unto me, like, like as the lion and the young lion roaring on his prey, haga, roaring, mourning. See, there's an emotion. To meditate is an internal dialogue about the facts that happen inside the heart, inside the heart that leads to an emotional response, an emotional feeling. Isaiah 33, 18, thine heart shall meditate, Haggah, terror. 
right? It, once again, it's the heart. It's an emotion. It's, it's an internal conversation. Uh, Isaiah 38, 14, like a crane or a swallow, so did I chatter, I did mourn, haga, mourn. Isaiah 59, 3, for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongues hath muttered, haga, perverseness. Isaiah 59, 11, we roar like all like bears and mourn, haga, soar, haga. Uh, Isaiah 59, 13, in transgression and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart. See, it's it's a speaking. And then uh, Jeremiah 48, 31, therefore will I howl for Moab. I will cry out for all Moab. Mine heart shall mourn. My heart shall mourn. Now, now, now we're getting the idea of what it is to meditate. All right, what it is to meditate. I I don't have I don't have a notebook. Hang on, I do have a notebook. It's falling on the floor. Here's a notebook. We need we need to work on this. We need to work on this in real time. We need to work on this in real time. All right. I got a pencil here. All right, let's do this in real time. All right, meditate or meditation. Meditation. Let's go through this. You ready? All right. You ready? All right. You're going to work with me. Grab that pencil. Grab that notebook. Meditation. An internal conversation. An internal conversation in the heart. I'm going to put in the heart. In the heart about the facts, the facts of God's word that that impacts well, that um, impacts the emotions. There. I'm literally writing it down in real time. All right. So meditation is an internal conversation. It's dialogue. It's talking. But look at Haga. Look at how many times it dealt with speak, 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 utter, 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 speak, speak, speak. So it's an internal conversation in the heart. Just to really emphasize the internal and heart. I know it's a little redundant, but it's an internal. It's inside of you, but I want you, it's inside your heart. It's inside your heart about the facts of God's word. And now, in other words, it's a internal conversation about the facts that you have studied. That's where the study comes first. You study the God's word. You observe. You get the facts. You get the information. Now, you take it and have an internal conversation about it that impacts the emotions. You feel something. You This internal conversation leads to a feeling of something, of mourning, pleasure, anger, roaring, confusion, doubt, something happens inside of you. Some people, I don't think, it seems that they never feel anything. God's word is just a, it's just, maybe it's a puzzle to solve. Some don't even get, have enough intellectual curiosity to pursue the questions. But even if they pursue the questions, they don't seem to feel anything. Then a lot of people feel a lot of stuff. 
They, they have a lot of emotions, but it's like, what in the world are you talking about? That's not what God's word said. You, you are having these emotions, but it's devoid of truth. It's an internal conversation, internal conversation. Hagah, it's used in Psalm 1-1. It's used uh, in Joshua 1-8. Here's a question. Hang, hang on, let me see here. I think it's used, hang on. I may have to look up this scripture. Let me see here, because I, I was thinking of another scripture that talks about meditate. I was thinking of Psalm 104-34. Psalm 104-34. Psalm 104.34. Psalm 104.34. All right, go, go to Psalms. You see here, Psalm 104. Is it, is it close to the same? My meditation. My meditation. My meditation. It's a different, it's a different Greek word. Or Greek. Hebrew. It's a different Hebrew word. Strong's H, 78-79. Siach. Siach. Siach, Hagah, Siach, Hagah, Siach. And it's used 14 times, complaint, meditation, prayer, talking, communication, babbling has the same thing. It's an utterance, it's babbling, it's communication. It's a complaint, it's meditation, um, outline of biblical usage, um, meditation, complaint, musing, plaint, uh, complaint, following, are dubious, musing, anxiety, trouble, talk. It's still carrying very similar concepts, very similar concepts. It's an internal dialogue. There's an emotion connected to it. So whether it's siach or haga, both of these, they're, they're, they're very similar. Now, and we could, we could go with siach and work on it a little bit more, but I, I just, I just, I don't want, I just want you to focus on haga. All I want you to really do is focus on haga, that it, that, in Psalm 1-1, the blessed man is the one who delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now, it's interesting. Does the delight lead to the meditating, or does the meditating lead to the delight? Well, I know this. The meditating should produce some kind of a re- emotional response. So, to meditate on God's word is Haggah. To meditate on the word of God is to have an internal conversation in the heart about the facts of God's word that impacts the emotions. Now, I don't have some magical formula because I've seen lots of books about how to how to develop the habit of meditation. I'll try to give you three steps or four steps. I don't. Here's what I would just say. Whenever you're reading God's word, whatever you read, whatever you're working on, whatever you're studying, whatever passage of scripture you heard in a sermon, you need to just take that scripture. You need to read it once or twice. And then you need to just try to have an internal dialogue, an internal conversation about it, thinking about it, contemplating it. And and you and for some they get bored in doing it. Like I don't know, I, like they just get frustrated. 
They get frustrated. And, and I don't understand that. I don't know. Look, people get frustrated with me. Like, I'll be like, okay, so in the movie, this, and then this happened. So what about this? And what about this? And some people are like, just, I don't care. It was just a stupid movie. Who cares? Who cares? It was just a stupid song. Like, some people don't get that. But I think spiritually, I can argue. Look, I, I may not be able to prove my, my discussions about movies or other art forms. Like, you may just disagree that that's even required. But when it comes to God's word, you can't argue with me. You need to study. You've got to haga. You've got to get an internal dialogue happening with it so that you feel something. So you're just going to have to work on it. And it may feel unnatural to you. It may feel unnatural. But you need both. If all you do is study, you gain the facts, you gain the knowledge, but spiritually, it almost inevitably, if you just have study, will lead to spiritual arrogance, spiritual pride, self-righteousness, judgmental spirit, argumentative, combative, fighting, and just it just leads to so many negative things, right? But if you have meditation without study, it just leads to a passion uh, without knowledge, a zeal without knowledge. It just leads to a lot of emotionalism, but not grounded in facts or truth. The two, even though the two are separate, and we talked about in the first, in the part one of this, the difference or the distinction between study and meditation, but here the two must come together. They have to be your best friends. You need study and you need meditation in your Christian life. Or you end up an unbalanced Christian with devastating consequences to one's spiritual life. So, you can do a little bit of work. You you, you heard how we just went through all the places that it was used. Hagah. I would challenge you. Do a little uh, a little work on Siak. Siak. Um, it's used fourteen times. I could give you the list of where it's used, but I won't do that. But that's that's based off Psalm one hundred four thirty four, and you can see if there's any other Hebrew words for meditate or meditation. But we got the main one: Haga, meditate. Then meditation is Siak, and and even though they're not identical definitions, the the basic concepts are still this communication. It's talking. It's talking. It's talking. It's an internal conversation. And if you never had a deep internal conversation about the Word of God, you've never meditated. And if that if you don't have an internal emotion, a feeling, something. And that doesn't mean it's always good. It can be confused and frustrated and angry. I have every kind of emotion in the world with God's word. You'll hear me say it all the time in preaching. I hate this text. I hate that. And people sometimes are shocked by that. But I have emotion, emotional reactions to different texts of scripture because the internal conversations I've had with it, I'm left with confused and, and just I'm perplexed and I don't understand. Oh, there's so much more I want to do, but I got to leave you something. I got to, the Bible study exercise, I'm supposed to leave you doing something, right? I can't do it all for you. 
All right. Haga. Oh, come on. I want you, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to spend a lot of time on this. All right. And ask questions. And now some of you, someone emailed me earlier and said that they, they, they do better with the meditation and not the study. All right. So there's, so already the, the, I think that's the first email I've received with someone kind of confessing. They're more on the meditative side, not on the study side. I know some of you are more on the study side and not on the meditative side. And sadly, I wonder how many Christians aren't very good students of God's word and they're not very good meditators on God's word. They're missing the study and they're missing the meditation. And I wonder, I don't think the church facilitates good study. I think it gives sermons over actually studying the text. And I know the church does not facilitate meditating. So I wonder if the church has hurt both concepts. I don't know. You let me know. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, it's Sunday afternoon. Look look ahead. You got a week of Bible study in front of you. You're going to study and think about meditation. And you, you've already got the first Hebrew word, haga, siak. Make sure you do a little work on that. And uh, just just start looking uh, look, look up in the Bible dictionary their entry for meditation. You can do that. Uh, just keep reading Psalm one. Just keep reading Psalm one. Remember Philippians four eight. Still want you to work on the Greek word for think. All right. The Hebrew. If I if I say if I confuse that, you know, if it's Old Testament, I mean Hebrew, right? Obviously, okay. So if I if I say Greek at any point, I apologize. But in Philippians four eight, that'll be New Testament. It'll be Greek. Um, that Greek word for things. Someone's already sent that to me. And uh, I think that they did a good job. I think whoever emailed me today, I don't remember who it was. I think they did a good job trying to see kind of the correlation between the two. That that study and meditation, really, they go together. Right? So I, ultimately, they fit together. But in reality, they're se- like they're separate, but you need both. You need both. In other words, if all you do is study to gain knowledge and you didn't meditate, then it's not actually good Bible study. But if all you do is meditate and don't study, it's not good Bible study. In other words, to be accurate Bible study, you need the study portion, gathering the facts, the knowledge, and the understanding. And then you need the meditation, the internal conversation about the facts of God's word that have an emotional impact, that lead to an emotional impact. Oh, don't you hate, I always hate, when I get to the end of an episode and I feel like, man, I want to do that again. I think I could do that even better. Okay. Well, because I, I feel like at the beginning I had to deal with all of those housekeeping issues and ugh, I probably should have just skipped that. I was, but I just know that some people lately with the Android have talked about having problems with the church one app. So ugh, see, now I, I kick myself. I think I could, have, this would have been more impactful to just leave that off, but we needed to talk about it. All right, you can give me your thoughts. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great Sunday afternoon. We'll be back doing some live broadcasting some point between now and bedtime. I don't know. May do one, may do two, may do three. I don't know. There's so much, there's so many different series that we need to work on. We'll figure something out. So you just uh, keep the, have the Church One app notifications on and you'll know the next time I go live. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great evening, great afternoon. God bless.